Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roll Down podcast, a TFT podcast with a heavy focus on the oceanic region. My name is Cutler, and I am very pleased to be joined by three great people. But first of all, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Sol. Sol, how are you doing? Hello, hello. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks everyone for coming by. Yeah. Guys, we've got a big show today. We've got two absolute titans of the oceanic industry. I'm going to go first to a man who has represented our entire region at a championship event, and that is Raza. Raza, how are you? Good, good. Doing well. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Really, really looking forward to it. I will come back to you, but first I want to go to our second guest, and that is a man who has seen more ladders than the average firefighter. <laughs> I've been, I've been trying to work on something for that all day, but he's been rank one uh, basically as long as rank one has existed. Angora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Guys, I want to go to you both first. I'll start with Razor. I want to sort of get a little bit of an insight on on you and, and how you came about playing TFT, where you started, and, and what really uh, sort of drew you to, to playing the game and, and where you're at with it now. Um, so I think, uh, I think like, um, when I started, it was like, there was like a third auto chess mod that was like all the rage, like all my friends were playing it. Um, but I couldn't get into it because like third or I didn't really play Dota. But then like when um, Riot kind of announced that they were going to do one because I played League, um, I like gave it a go when it went on PvE and I just like liked it, right? It was like fun, so I just kept playing it. Um, yeah. And then... I think I played, I kind of like skipped set two because it, was, it wasn't that interesting. Um, that's the thing I started like really getting good at the game in like set three com compared to like, you know, everyone else. Like I see Angora shaking his head like, you know, that you're good in set three. <laughs> I didn't say nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think I started streaming in like uh, set three as well. Um, and now, you know, here we are. Fantastic. And I mean, what a journey. We're going to get to uh, a little bit about sort of the world championships and tournament play a little bit later on. But Angora, I want to hear from you. Uh, we had a chat uh, before we kicked off about sort of playing the game for, for a long time and for a lot of previous sets. What's your sort of history with TFT and uh, where are you at with it right now? Well, I'm not really someone that plays too many games. I pretty much only played League and then... My friends were like playing TFT just like normals when it first came out and like on uh, on like PVE when it first came out and they were like, they found it fun or whatever, but I, I, they, I didn't really want to play. I didn't find it too interesting. And then like, I just like pretty much got forced into a game and uh, been addicted ever since. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much just, I played every set too much, every set. Um, yeah. Pretty much just play too much TFT, and that's pretty much all I do at this point. Like, I don't play any other games now, only ARAMs and TFT. <laughs> so, yeah. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. So... I want to talk a little bit about uh, set six before we get on to our big topic. Uh, needless to say, there's uh, at least three people in here. I won't include myself because I'm still not uh, like playing a lot of TFT right now. Uh, who have been climbing quite hard. So I'm going to start with my co-host, Sol, and, and ask you a little bit about how Set 6 has been going for you, what you've been playing. <laughs> you know, I noticed there was a... a mm -hmm. For the for those of you who weren't in Sol's stream today, I think he went 8, 
eight seven eight followed by about one one two one three or something like that so he's had a bit of an up and down day that's for sure i mean that was just an extension of yesterday <laughs> i think yesterday i went eighth like six times out of a game a sample says like 20 so <laughs> um that's well. so, 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 yeah so that's been weird i guess um i went from being really really confident when i like hit masters to feeling even more confident when i climbed like to when i climbed like 200 lp off stream and then I streamed yesterday, and then I ran down 200 LP, <laughs> and then I ran ran it back up to 150 today, like like towards the later half of the stream. So it was like pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the set's really fun for sure. It's I mean, we were yeah we 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 all of us were talking about this like before the pod started. Um, it's definitely the most fun like launch that we've like had for a TFT set. Um, for sure. Uh, I think that, like, there are definitely going to be some sort of balancing kinks that are going to be needed to, they're going to need to sort of work, work on and work out. Um, right now, like, there's a lot of games that sort of feel a little bit out of your control, like, very, very volatile with how the augment system works, particularly at the higher rarities. So, like, the sort of trend I'm noticing is that, like, um, the games where the lobby is sort of fairly low-powered, like, you know, you get like a lot of fairly low rarity augments, um, gen gen generally feeling your control. Um, but the lobbies that have a lot of like prismatic and uh, whatever the tier two org is called, um, the tier two augments, like the lobbies that have a lot of like the rare ones, um, can feel really, really tough and really, really like uh, RNG heavy. Uh, because yeah, some augments are just a lot better than others. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Other than that though, that's been fun. Yeah, very true. I want to go to, to Raza and ask you, because I, I know that from uh, reading through some of your guides on Reddit, you're basically playing a new comp every single week. You're, you're going really hard at one comp or learning one comp at a time. What's the what's set six? What's the climb been like for you? Uh, pretty slow, I think. Um, but it's, it's always like this for me um, at the beginning of sets, because I'm not really someone that like innovates. Like I'm not like an innovator. So I'm not like the guy who usually discovers like OP stuff. I'm, I'm kind of like a big um like rote learner like other people will like they'll figure out what's strong and then i'll i'll practice it to like optimize it and iron it out i think so because um things haven't really been figured out that much i think for set six yet um climb's been quite slow for me so um but i'm still you know i'm just like still sticking through it and that's just the way i learn you know i, I just like grind one comp over and over until i figure out like the ins and outs for it yeah, how are you feeling about sort of the comps that you've worked on at the moment? Are you basically playing Samira all last week? What are you uh, working on this week? I think, um, so this is from, uh, you guys know Arfs, yeah? Yeah. This is uh, something that Arfs has mentioned. So like four Scholar, two Socialite, Lissandra Carry, I think has um, some merit. I'm probably going to like give that a go um, a lot of this week. But I probably need to start climbing soon because I'm going to miss this week's snapshot. So I have to be... Um, climbing for next week's one okay yeah understandable angora talk to me a little bit about your climb i, I feel like you got the masters at about 15 games or something like that i don't know whatever it must have <laughs> been uh how's your climb been going like after you got to masters did you plateau a little bit did you keep going like what what's been going on with your climb um yeah i i zoomed at the beginning of the set and um then something bad happened. I don't. I don't know what happened, but uh, <laughs> the game. Yeah. The game happened. Uh, yeah, I think just yeah. Now like <laughs> the the variants of the of the especially like the prismatic like the opening mm. prismatic games 
Like some of just just feel so unplayable. And yeah. I mean, I get incredibly tilted. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I go on, I go on, uh, I go on bad streaks when I'm tilted at the game. Um, like I, I had a look at my like set five point five like wrapped or whatever, and my worst streak of like bot fours was three games, and this set I've already gone like five games like multiple times. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely getting more <laughs> tilted than usual to sit, but yep. uh, it's been fun. I've been playing pretty much just anything and everything, and whenever I see Outward Mutant, I either just bitch or I just play it and have fun, so yeah. Elder, not, not DS? Uh, the... No, the DS one's just like, you know, I played it and I had triple ZZ Rot, and I was yeah. like, it's a first, it's lit. And I have Kaiser 2, I'm like, this, like the most cat board you've ever seen. I'm like, this is lit, this is a guarantee first. And then my Kaiser just like randomly just gets zackied and just dies without casting. <laughs> and, I just and I get 20 owed and just go fifth. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that's just unlucky you. I quit. Just, yeah, no, that sounds like BG. Okay, yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, since then, nope. Nope, worse. It's like Elderwood, you never lose. It's a thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the. That's only two weeks old, really, at this point. So there's a lot of going up, there's a lot of going down, that's for sure. I mean, I think that one of something that you touched on, Sol, that's really important right now is that the variance of like opening with a prismatic at the start is so crazy high that mm -hmm. like some. Yep. I mean, I'm also at the start of the set, I was noticing quite a consistent trend where like there'd be two people at like 85 plus health at 4 3, and there'd be about yep. two people who were 15 health, something half the time, <laughs> yep. you know. There's like this huge variance in lobbies at the moment, and then everybody else is like fifty to like forty to seventy health or something, you know. Like everyone else is stuck playing for fourth, and it's a really, really like weird time of variance. And it's just because so many people are playing and so much is going on. I think that it's like easy to get swept up in um, in all of the hype. I want to sort of talk about what's coming uh, for us when we're recording. It'll be tomorrow, and that's some of the sort of the buffs and nerfs. Uh, have you guys had? Any chance to sort of look at what's being changed, what's being buffed, what's being nerfed? Any any thoughts? I'll start with Angora. I don't look at patch notes. Don't look at anything. <laughs> why why, why uh, is that? No, out, really. out of curiosity, like why does it um, does it not matter to you in in that sense? No, I I literally just I just go like completely off feels. Like if 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 I were to just not listen to anyone else's like like I would be playing the game completely different just based on what I think is good, not even necessarily what is good probably but uh yeah like for example like i thought samira was beyond broken this whole like the whole beginning right and then like keith and jose's guide had samira's like the worst unit in the game and i was like no samira's broken katarina's beyond broken these units are broken um and then obviously like i'm wrong about other things as well um but yeah i, I just i literally just go off feels and i find that the most fun way to do it so yeah and uh, what are you feeling right now when it comes to the this set? Are you you just mentioned mutants there, and I know that there are definitely some really broken mutant variations. But is there anything else that's like sticking out to you right now? Is like really really strong. Um, I mean, just like Ergot, this unit is so broken. <laughs> yes. Like, what even is this unit? Like, please. <laughs> uh, and some of the augments that synergize with uh, this comp. <laughs> um, other than that, maybe um, I don't know. Seraphine's good. 
first aid is beyond broken. I don't know. There's there's a there's a bunch of things that like need changing. Uh, hmm. And they're certainly changing quite a bit. They're actually uh, nerfing a little bit more than I expected them to, but probably not enough. But I mean, they don't want to make too many drastic mm -hmm. changes. Uh, Raza, yeah. what are your thoughts on some of the changes that are coming up if um, you've had a chance to look? If, I haven't really not, like looked at them either. No, if not, no, no worries. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe give me something that's like, what's what are you feeling that's like too strong at the moment? You feel like the similar about Urgod and Mutant, like a metamorphosis. Is it metamorphosis? Or elder yeah, yeah mutant, the, elder, the elder one's so elder broken. One, yeah, yeah. yeah. Elder is so broken. You can like top two, top three with like Malzahar 2 at eight. Like, you just go yeah. A with Malzahar 2, you just top two. Yeah, you can top two with Malzahar 1. <laughs> I've done that before yeah. with Elder. I've top two with Malzahar 1. I, I think I, I disagree with Angoran that I think the Dust one's super broken. Like, I think it's more broken. No, that one's than... really broken as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's like the, more the broken. The reason why it's so broken is because of like phony frontline and. Yeah, yeah. And ZZ Dust Rod, one, yeah. Dust one has a high cap, right? Like it has high potential, but the mm -hmm. other one's just more consistent. Yeah, you just go in and with fucking Malzahar 1 every time. Yeah. Elder, elder one. Mm -hmm. And it's just like like your your fourth and the two guys above you are also just like elder elder music. <laughs> yeah, <mutants. laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Elder kind of anything. Yep. Uh, dude. Mm -hmm. It's it's always you're always dreading that mutant check at the start of the game. You're like, oh shit, yeah. it's elder mutant. It's it's elderwood. Oh god. I, yeah. I had a stream the other day and it was like probably five six games in a row on stream of me just like doing the first round scouting, see who took the Cassidy, going the to the board and just yeah. bitching. Because it was just, it, it was unbelievable, and I was so triggered. Oh. I was just getting shit on by it all day. Just not happy. Oh, but the re the relief you get though when they check and you check it, and it's like it's it's like Omni Vamp or something. You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. bio leeching. All I can just play, I can play the game. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's still two people every lobby trying to go mutants, even if it's the shit ones though. Like I see Trogath, yeah. like Trogath Malzahar, in like every single one of my lobbies. It's a lot less good though when it's not Elder or Dark Star. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a lot less good. But yeah. I think because Malzhar is just so broken. Oh, so, yeah. Like, sure. Anything with Malzhar in it is just like pretty much automatically good. And if you don't have to play Cho'Gath, then it's a big plus for like the Dark yeah. Star one. If you're not playing mm -hmm. Cho'Gath, then sure. it's lit. Um, and what's, I really like the Void one. The Void one's actually cool because it's, it's not like a. Oh, it's a Void one. I'm just going to play five mutants. It's more like, oh, I kind of need like a little bit of extra damage. I might play. Yeah, mutant at nine with my Kaiser with Morello, and it'll just fucking you know kill everything. Which was the void one? Sorry, is that execute? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, void born yeah, or whatever. Execute, yeah, 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 execute. Yeah, but... yeah. Um, so that's definitely like my favorite one that you can like actually that you actually like play around. Most of the other ones you're just like you pretty much just ignore it unless you like. Mm, yeah. So. You think mutant would be balanced considering like. Cho'Gath is like basically half a unit despite taking up two units. Have you guys found any success playing Cho'Gath at the moment? Yeah, I mean, in the stupid <laughs> metamorphosis, like, in the if you have like underdogs as well, that's another yeah, under, yeah, underdogs, and there's also like the chemical, whatever it's called, where they like get the stats every time they level up. And then there's also uh, unstable evolution or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shrug it, shrug it off as well is another yeah. one. And yeah. and also, um, woodland with Cho'Gath is kind of broken because <laughs> oh, the, the, the mini one just like walks out, eats something, and then your big one eats up, eats that unit and kills it, and they're just like instantly down the tank, and they all spend their time hitting your shitty Cho'Gath while your the rest of your units like vamping up, mm. ramping up. So it's just like. 
that's a kind of broken <laughs> combo as well. Like I had that. I, I literally just played that. Like I didn't I even have. Out. I didn't even have anything. I just had this stupid Cho'Gath, and it's just like double eating everything. It's just like. <laughs> the meta's changed quite a lot after a, a couple of days um you know the first uh the first few days there was like multiple yone players every lobby i haven't seen as much yone recently in the last few days do you guys how do you guys feel about the sort of the challenger the yone style boards do you think they're in an okay spot as we go into like a, like a patch kind of thing raza i definitely feel like they're still a bit strong like just the academy vertical is so strong it's not so much like yone being super broken but just Academy yep. super strong, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just too consistent to proc it to stack it. Hmm. The fact so that, that all the items go across each other is really good as well. Like every yeah. basically everything connects with one another to make it really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on um on um, the, on that at the moment? Uh yeah. I mean, if we're talking about Yone specifically, I feel like the comp was. I mean, I think it's still good for sure. I think part of it is a lot of people were playing it incorrectly and in that like they're just rolling down a 4-1 for like UNA2 and thinking that's going to carry their board. And in reality, like a lot of the strength in that comp is in the strength of Academy as a vertical. So like you kind of need to go 8, have like upgraded frontline, um, Yumi, uh, yeah, like like 4 Acad probably. So it's, it's, it's like it's a good board when like you actually have like all the upgraded units, you're at like level 8 and whatnot. So I think part of the initial like maybe tanking win rate is... Like people not realizing that it's a, it's still a fast day comp, and that yeah you, you need upgrades and yeah you need. But really, I, I seem to feel like you know really? every, every gamer some the academy play in my game just hits you and a two locks to Yumi at seven. They do. Okay, you and two. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They do for sure. They do for sure when they roll at seven. But like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, that yeah. bot state's still not that strong. Is what I'm trying to say. Like into like someone who fast dates like for for like mm-hmm. an ergo. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that bot still just every time. I think um, the strength of Yone as a comp is it's like uh, power through any sort of items because you can play around the traits depending on what items you have. For example, if you have like if you have like IE QSS Runans, you just want like as like pretty much mostly just like Academy and just so you can have as much AD to stack with the you know the IE and Runans whatever. So it does so much damage. And if you have like if you have like Ginsu instead, then yeah, it's, it's the same thing. But if you ha- if you have if you don't have IE, then you don't really want Academy as much. Just mm-hmm. isn't as useful, right? So, um, I think like the huge strength in being able to slam your items and then playing around where your items are to fit your comp pretty much means you can go nine with Yone um, very easily. Um, sure. Like I think that's the easiest way to like get to nine quickly while still like not just like mega high rolling. Um, mm-hmm. Just when you like play tempo Yone. And slam items and yeah mm-hmm. and can we can we talk about sunfire board like this shit is so broken <laughs> yeah this will never be balanced it's so broken yeah anti-heal on like, like nine units eight units whatever like three units it's so good it's ridiculous and it's always valuable it definitely feels like that there are a lot. There are definitely like a bunch of augments right now. Sunfire board being one of them that I just like turn your brain off auto picks. Like, yeah. I see Sunfire board, I just pick it. I see Woodland Charm, I just pick it. Like, it's not really too much of a decision to be made. Especially like early. <laughs> you see Woodland Charm especially at two, early, and you have like especially a decent yeah, opener. Yeah, you're yeah. just like nice. I can like ten streak with this. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Especially early. Yeah, you you might think about it like at like three. If you get at like yeah. two three, 
You probably like, wouldn't even take something later than that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get late, you might like think about it, but I think at one four there are a lot of them that are just like auto picks. Especially since at one four there's like most of the time you're never taking a trait based one. So yeah, you try not to. Apart from yeah, you players. really try not to. Yeah. They've changed yeah, yeah, Woodland yeah. Charm yeah, now, yeah. especially. They've changed Woodland Charm. Uh, Woodland Charm is what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so they've made it. Um, is have they made it prismatic or have they made it gold? So they've, so they've made it prismatic. It's it's yeah. prismatic now. Um, but the HP is not fifteen hundred for the clones. Instead um, of twelve hundred. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like shit. No. So but now it's kind of yeah, useless, the is, right? Their yeah. intention, yeah, it, it's probably not good at fifteen hundred. But their intention is that. They want to use HP as the balancing level, so if fifteen hundred is like bad, they'll bump it. They'll like bring it up yeah. even more. Is sort of the idea behind it, but I think that's reasonable. I think it's really, really insane at gold, at least right now. Mm. Honestly, I, I feel like it's not too bad. Honestly, just because like it mm. falls off so hard. It falls off really hard. Yeah, mm. it definitely um, falls off really hard. But I think we are talking in the context of taking it at one four. To be fair, if, well. yeah, if, yeah. And if if you high roll as well, like mm. like the people that have like a trundle two, like at two one with woodland charm. Yeah. You're sitting here yeah. like your yeah, big one poppy yeah. one, you're just like, bro, like yeah. So yeah. The uh other Definitely old I guess that we oh, yeah. sorry, you guys saw. Oh, I was just about I was just putting a like a like a full stop that like I definitely agree that Sunfire is pretty busted and is really hard to balance because yeah. Is there a counterplay? It just sometimes your entire team. And uh yeah, that's that's always gonna be just super insane. But mm. It's interesting to see something like Metabolic Accelerator escape without any crazy changes as well. I feel like that's another one of those like auto pick turn your brain mm. offs at one four or th or three three, where it's just so much value, too much value. You know, I think that's the best ultimate in the game. Like actually, yeah, I'm, I'm never gonna take so. it. You you just don't get punished. Like you're so greedy with it, you don't get punished. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's kind of crazy how like different differing opinions are of the. Of the um, it is interesting how polarized. Like a lot yeah. of people think it's like by yeah. far the most broken, and a lot of people think it's yeah. like completely useless. Yeah, um, mm. I think I just play super greedy. Like when I, have <laughs> and I get away with like things that I shouldn't shouldn't be able to get I'm, away I'm with. I'm the opposite. Mm. I'm the opposite. I I just like because you, you don't like what, it? what I do with it is mm. like I only take it if I'm gonna lose the first like couple rounds. Mm. And yeah, then I just roll on six and heal all the way back up to hundred, and then yeah. guarantee like top two, mm. top three, and most yeah. of the time you can yeah. like actually cap your mm -hmm. board as well. And, like it's definitely super strong, but yeah. I feel like um, it is interesting how a lot of people think it's complete shit. Yeah, like, I, I still have people. think it's bad. Dude, I, dude, yeah. I still have people in my lobbies complaining about it. They're like, I have this, 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 and one of them they bring up metabolic and I'm just like, what? Why, why are you complaining about metabolic? Like, if you um, if you take it, uh, like if you're like, if you take it and your your last pick on Kara, right? You can like wait till the guy's just about to take the item and just zoom in and like grab it from him with yeah. movement speed. I don't know. I always like whenever someone like complains about it in chat or whatever in like one of my games, I always just type like I I heard having 140 life is pretty good. Like it's just the way to yeah. think about it. You just have 40, yeah. 40, 50 extra life every game. Like you're playing like, medium. Le you're playing medium legends basically. Everyone else yeah, is playing yeah, exactly. regular TFT. Yeah, I think you're, the, you're... the biggest thing with it is um, it seems super broken, but you're also down like an a complete uh, like what is what's it called? It's augment. You're augment. down a complete not, Yeah, it doesn't else. like make your board stay stronger. That's the most important thing, I mm. think. It doesn't so make your board example, stay stronger. I still yeah. think Sunfire is a lot stronger than it, just because like it makes mm. your board so much stronger. You yep. win these rounds then, instead of you know you gain two health. Like who gives? Mm. Like who cares? Right. I I think metabolic is a lot worse if you know your board can like streak. Because mm. with metabolic, because oh, yeah, as we just sure. mentioned, right? 
you lose board strength, so you have to make up for that by ha making more econ, right? So you you end up pumping more, you, like you ma you make up for the deficit in board strength like via augment by just having like pumping more gold into your comp. Is that how you it's how you make up with it? So if you, if you take metabolic and you try to like win streak, then I think it's not very good. Like mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm. Hmm. Yeah. Something that we've yet to talk about is uh, pirates, mercenaries. Um... Oh, don't get me started, please. <laughs> we're gonna get. We're getting. We'll get started on it. Basically, every one of the units is getting nerfed in yeah. some way. Like the the yeah. traits getting nerfed. <laughs> Basically, everything's getting nerfed. Uh, how deserved is it out of ten? Like fifteen, Raza? What do you think? Uh, Twenty out of ten. I, I haven't played enough of it, but I honestly feel like it doesn't need that big of a nerf like it just needs like maybe a small tweak honestly i don't know i like i like these traits and i don't like it when these traits are unplayable they're certainly fun it's way too fucking overtuned right now though i mean it's so broken i mean <laughs> i i someone in my lobby today had jinx 2 at 3 6 like mm. cashed out basically got a free two star five cost from like eight loss Jinx 2, there you go. End of game. See you later. I guess I'm bot 4. Uh, Angora, you know, you've made a lot of faces. Why don't you give me a, your, full <laughs> your full opinion on pirates right now, on mercenaries? I fucking hate mercenaries. <laughs> I hate anything to do with this, this, this cash out bullshit, where sometimes you just get like the most insane shit, other times you get fucking garbage. Um, but the point is, is like, it's so easy to like, how how is it possible to get people get mercenary heart? Yeah, and and also can I just point out how like the emblems are fucking useless, but the hearts are beyond broken because nobody uses the emblems very like well in the set, and it's a tier two augment, but the yep. the hearts are just beyond broken. You get them for free, so you can just play five mercenary at level four. Like what the fuck is that? Mm. Yep. And like the amount of people that have had five mercenary at like two three in my game, and they just hit yep. Tom Kench three, and you just you just lose. And there's nothing you can do. Like there's just nothing you can do. And I hate I hate I hate that about the game. Just I think nerf it's five fun. mercenary for sure. And like <laughs> just make it less likely or something. Like this mercenary heart is just so triggering. Whenever I see anyone get it, it's just like the most triggering thing. I think like it it's really problematic on ladder where there's always someone weak enough to cash yeah, the mercenary play out. But I don't think it'll be like as problematic in like a tournament setting where no, people I know. You, it's it's so easy to cash out the set. You think so? Like, I, just, I just, yeah, because like in set four, right? It was like in tournament, it was hard to cash out because everyone would just make themselves strong to yeah. But the, the units you were using out. were fucking garbage. Yeah, but part of the units the set units. are insane. The units are good. Yeah, the mm, units are really right, good. Yeah. Like MF shouldn't be a merc. Right? MF's ridiculous. MF is like MF too good is, uh, yeah. to be a merc. MF and just GP like mm. <laughs> GP just give, um, GP like saves you because even if you're loose streaking, you make like fucking two gold around basically because GP yeah. just always last hits two units or he just walks my back GP line. And <laughs> my GP sucks. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what it is. My GP is always a dumbass. There's so many units to set that, like, when you play them, you're just like, why? This, this unit is so worthless. When they're played against you, you're just like, like, Jinx. When you play Jinx, you always just run it down. Yeah, which just plays against you. Yeah. yeah. Just, just the same as with, it's like, the same as with Jin. Like, when you're, when you're playing against Jin, just always force shots your Jinx as soon as she lands. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I play Jin, he can't even fucking do anything. So it's like. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's yeah. stuck on the he's stuck on the brom for like three like three rounds of ults, and then it's like the it. worst angle as well. And Lissandra's like so yeah, buggy yeah, as yeah. well. Like this Lissandra unit is like yeah, full yeah. mana, yeah. and she just doesn't cast, and she actually mm-hmm. doesn't even cast on herself when she's below fifty percent. Well, she she casts and she just fizzles. It's, it's so know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you just yeah. like lose rounds for no reason because of it. Like, please, it's the same as with Sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes, and you're just like, I yeah. just lose because my Sin bugged. Like, please. Oh, dude, have you guys had? Have you guys like ever played like Sin? Maybe the same with playing like Singe together with Blitzcrank. I swear to God, those things just into each other. Like, <laughs> like Blitz pulls the carry, and then Singe just yeets it back into the backline for them. Okay, okay, <laughs> I have I have a different experience where like yeah. I wait, I can't remember I can't remember what it was now. Uh, okay, the worst thing is when you shroud, you, you like get shroud. Okay, I got shroud from oh, scrap, shroud right? Blitz. And it shrouds oh, yeah, yeah. their blitz. My oh, fucking yeah, yeah, bait yeah. unit walks up. And it yep, just hooks yep. my Israel, and I take 14 <laughs> damage, but I'm twice as strong as him. And I'm just sitting there like, nice, I guess I'm just not running scrap ever again, just in case it rolls a fucking shroud. Like, please! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, when you, when you shroud blitz and it turns it fresh. Or, or you, pull, uh, you pull their singed, right? And then the singed lands next to your Israel, and flips your Israel into the enemy mm-hmm. team. Like, how does that even happen? It just happens so often, though. <laughs> And I did. It's just, yeah. it's impossible to not bitch. It's actually impossible. Like, <sighs> speaking yeah. of like Singe the, and Jin, I guess we can quickly talk about innovators. Uh, they're changing the dragon. They're making it like, oh, buffing cool. the dragon. Seriously buffing it. It like does a big AOE thing on the whole board now. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Isn't it like, only appearance wise? It actually doesn't change the effect of it. Or has it, does it change it as well? No, no, no. I think it's actually it's actually like infinitely better now. Like there's a bunch of buffs for it. I'll see if I can find the slides. I have it open. Uh, where is it? Definitely needs a buff. It doesn't feel as strong as like previous like big yeah. monster traits. Where the fuck is it? It, it gets enforced. Uh, okay. Mine just gets enforced so... and fucking dies every fucking yeah, yeah. round. So, 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 okay, so it's immune to all TC now, which means it doesn't. Oh, so enforcer is getting a rework. In case anyone doesn't know. So enforce you can no longer enforce uh CC immune units. So uh, Colossus units no longer get enforced. I don't know if QSS, QSS. stopped enforcing. I think QSS is going to stop enforcing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so the dragon is now immune to all CCs, so that's not getting enforced anymore. Um, and then it's basically getting extra like like more fear range, so it fears more units. Uh, and it's getting a like a it's get it's scaling harder with. Star level is what it says. Star level modifier, so twenty five percent. I'm assuming so it just, like, it just scales we Yeah, I, I, I innovators. Have, yeah, I, I have no clue. Like, like if you yeah. hit like an Israel three now, you actually can actually like stay in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they buffed Israel three as well. I know they buffed it. They've nerfed Israel one and two and buffed Israel three, I believe, as well. So, yeah, I like that. That sounds good. I mean, at the very least, they're opening up sort of different styles. I feel like there's quite a lot of the innovator units are actually pretty good, but like they just oh, kind of need a little a... bit of help at the late game. This is an interesting detail as well. It says enforcers will no longer detain units who are immune to CC effects, but Zephyr also takes priority. So I'm assuming you can't enforce a unit that you're Zephyring. Oh, thank God. Which is, yeah, pretty good. That happens yeah. so often. Yeah, you yeah, just like yeah. different enforce the same unit. Yeah. So, like, yeah. How is that a thing? So yeah, so it says enforcers will skip over these and pick uh the next battle. The next so, that's, Oh, that's nice. That's just, I think it's just thank God. Like that's just a good change overall. You can actually do so much with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will. Uh... Um, but yeah, bunch yeah. of uh, yeah, but yeah, bunch of nerfs to uh Merc that we discussed earlier. Um, 
It looks like it's mostly targeted towards five and seven Merc by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm. It's five Merc that is just disgusting. I think so too, yeah. I'm pretty okay yeah. with three Merc. It's, it's, it's the interaction with the augments that yeah. makes it problematic. Yeah. But honest, yeah, three Merc's honestly fine. Five Merc is so rough. I had a three loss streak today. I got two Nikos and ten gold off three losses yeah. in the mid game. In our, in our game today, I was playing with Rex. And Fidonice is like guaranteed eighth. He just like randomly hits Yone two with like this items. Yeah, yeah. Like a, it was like a ten cash out. And he got like two fonds, Nico, like Jesus fucking Christ. It, happened, or it happened the next game as well. I think I was with you another game and it happened again. Like yeah, the same really? thing. Back to back, yeah. And I was just like, I'm just sitting here like It is just happening every uh, game because there's always two people that are like weak, really weak in the yeah. lobbies, basically. Yeah, someone, someone will always cash on that But it's, it's sometimes yeah. it's always worth it to like it's better it's in your like interest to sack. And if you happen yeah, to burst yeah. that guy, like, there's nothing you can really do. And Loki, yeah, like, yeah, okay, I was in a position today, and I wanted to burst the guy who was going to cash out. Like, I wanted him to cash out because yep. either I fight him now, and I cash him out, or I fight mm -hmm. him next turn when he's cashed out, because he's strong as fuck. Like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And after you catch like, him out, he just starts, he starts doming everyone for a million as well in his fights. Yeah, yeah. So, so as long as you're in, like, an okay spot, then it doesn't feel too bad. But it's when you're, it's when you're in, like, the... You're like in fourth place. You're like kind of poor because you have to roll a little bit. You you you're guaranteed mm. bot two, just because like yep. the, the two people in eighth place are always playing mer mer mercenary. So it's just like, yep. yeah, <laughs> that definitely doesn't feel great for sure. Yeah, let's. Um, I think that's probably a pretty good place to end our sort of current set six discussion. Look, the nerfs will be live tomorrow. They'll probably be live by the time that this gets out there, at least for Oshi. So. Uh, get out there and, and test some new stuff out, guys. Please stop playing Mercs in all of our lobbies. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to move on to the main the main topic this evening, and that is maintaining high ranks in TFT. We're talking to two people that have maintained strong challenger level over multiple sets. And uh, not only that, but we're going to talk a little bit about uh, whether or not pressure is a factor whether or not uh these situations are, are stressful and and how do we how do we get around that we're also going to talk a little bit about streaming because uh you know most of our guests on here are, are streamers as well i want to start with with you angora someone that's like consistently rank one i'm gonna i'm gonna hesitate to guess and say like you don't feel stressed when you play this game you you mentioned that you tilt but do you ever feel like nervous when you're playing tft yeah, sometimes, honestly, yeah. I think yeah. it's, like, pretty pretty normal, too, I think. Um, but nothing, like, I don't get, like, ranked anxiety or anything. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I think that just, like, comes with, like, I, 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 like I, I've said it once, but, like, once you're rank one, you, you have, like, permanent, like, post-nut clarity. Like, permanently, <laughs> you always know what's up. It's, it, I'm not kidding. It fucks. So you like um, uh, yeah. So like what you know yeah. Once you break that, you know. Hmm. Talk to me no a, little, a little bit about ranked anxiety. I'm sure that there will be people that are listening that are like, man, even with these changes, like I know I can't demote from plat four to gold one or you know whatever. Like I want to go for diamond, but I'm not sure. Like, do you have any advice for for people that are playing the game that like want to get over? You know, really want to try and hit a new rank or, or something like that. Um, I mean, it's it's straight up just play more. 
and yeah. not worry not worry so much about like like you shouldn't be worrying about your rank because it essentially like it doesn't really mean anything and like in particular right like of course you can set goals and that's good to do and you'll improve by doing that but um like overall it doesn't necessarily matter whether or not you're certain rank or or not as long as you're like improving then i mean that's the only thing that particularly matters um but yeah playing more but also like not playing too much so um i think one of them like i i'm not like a i'm not typically like a big grinder i don't normally play like fucking insane amount of games or play a lot of games in a row um that's why i never really streamed or anything because it was like I, I normally take a break after most of my games because I'm either like fucking mentally exhausted or tilted as fuck. So <laughs> yeah, like I think um, just like take take your breaks when you're playing, and always go into each game with like a clear mind. You don't want to be, you know, you just lost to Metamorphosis Togas. <laughs> don't go into the next game like tilted and you see the void. You're gonna, you know. Yeah, so yep. probably just yeah, go into each game fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to bring this over to Razo, someone that's been in like I don't know, probably the most stressful situation that TFT can put out for you, and that's like a world champ, mm. like a final lobby world championship pressure on the line. You know, I'm literally looking at my opponent's boards every single round. I'm moving, I'm changing around. I like I'm trying to remember the the wisdom that my friends and I have gone through hours and hours of vod review for talk to me a little bit about how you deal with pressure and and deal with sort of the the stress that comes with playing tft if you even if you even have any um i mean i don't think i get that like stressed or or anxious anymore but i definitely used to uh i think i just like i do something called a mindfulness meditation to kind of like um quiet my mind i think it's the best way to put it Cause like you 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 will get stressed like um in tournaments, and you'll get like jittery, and your your mind will kind of be like all over the place. So, for me to combat that, it's kind of like yeah, I just like take maybe five ten minutes and do a bit of like mindfulness meditation to just mental reset. You know, it it, it um like kind of like brings me into the moment, and for me, it keeps me off autopilot. Cause I think that's like the worst thing you can do like when you're when you're grinding TFT. Um, let me think. What else is there? You're talking about being like present while you're playing TFT, basically, right? You you sort yeah, of always yeah. making sure that your mind's in a position to like always be thinking about what you're gonna do next. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just make sure like your yeah your your mind's like focused instead of just like drifting. And you find that that has a significant like impact on on how you play specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think it, when you start, you don't really notice it right away, but um, eventually, like, it, it shows itself through, like, results. Hmm. And um, was that something that you were working on, during, like, playing in those sort of, those high-end lobbies? Were you sort of making sure to, to keep your mind focused at all times, like, taking yeah, little, yeah. little seconds to practice that? Even, like, even, like in-game as well, I do still think where, like, I breathe in for four seconds, I hold for one, and then I breathe out for six. And that helps, like, like slow me down and, like, calm me down so I can, like, focus. Because, like, sometimes you get really st- stressed and you're just, like, a bit jittery. Yeah. I feel like the... In-game. In yeah. 
feel like those lobbies are at like two or three in the morning or something as well, right? Like they were pretty much like overnight yeah, or something yeah. like that. We so... started like eleven or something, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's brutal. That's so brutal. <laughs> we'll we'll come on to sort of more tournament specific stuff, but can I just ask you do you like how does that like does that change the way I'm obviously it fucks with your sleep schedule, but yeah, like how long did it take you to kind of get prepared to be like, oh, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. is the time where my mind has to be the most active. Because, you know, for most people, usually that's the middle, like, middle of the day. Yeah, like three weeks, I think. I just, like, screwed my sleep schedule over, like, three weeks slowly until it was, like, in that in that zone. Hmm. I honestly still haven't, like, fully fixed it yet. Because, like, before that, I was waking up at, like, 9. Like, mm. bef not before 9, like, most days. And then, like, these days, I, I wake up, like, 10.30, like, 11. I still haven't like fully like gotten back to my previous right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. that's very interesting and uh, talk to me a little bit about how um streaming because for me when i stream i'm having like i always have quite a difficult time like here's my tft game here's my chat this i'm like talking to my friends i'm doing this i'm doing that do you guys think that it negatively or does it have any impact on you guys playing tft yeah, for sure. I think it's a huge, like, negative impact because um, people are watching you play as well, and so you don't really want to make mistakes. So because of that, you're, like, second-guessing a lot of, like, the decisions that, that you make. So for, for me personally, mm -hmm. I, I can't speak for, like, other streamers, but for me personally, I'm always second-guessing my decisions when I'm streaming because I do think that a lot of the players in my chat are better as well. So kind of, like, mm -hmm. don't want to get flamed, you know, <laughs> but, like, say Angora in the chat, he sees me do something stupid. Yep. So, but then, like, if I'm, like, off-stream, playing off-stream, and I don't really play off-stream much nowadays, but, like, when, when I'm playing off-stream, it's, like, mm -hmm. every decision I make is, like, with purpose. It's just, like, you know, I'm confident about this, which, like, mm -hmm. is, is a lot better. Especially, like, when I'm streaming, well, I find myself, like, wasting time hovering between two decisions, and I don't end up making a decision, like, on time, and then the round starts. Whereas, like, off-stream, mm -hmm. I'll just make a decision, I'll be confident with it, and... I do think, like, yeah. with TFT as well, it's better to, like, make the wrong decision than, like, not make a decision at all and just go into a round, mm -hmm. like, not having done anything. Yeah. It's, like, from how, you know, streaming impacts me, like, negatively. Interesting. Angora, you sort of smiled when you heard the sort of Razza talking about, like, making wrong decisions. Do you think it, <laughs> do you think it's, like, very important to just go... It seems like, to me, it seems like you're quite, like, a gut reaction player. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. Let's see how it goes. Like, I think this is good. We'll do it. Let's see what happens. Do you do yeah. you think that's important? Mm -hmm. Like, do you, do you find that's an important way to play TFT? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, the, the best way to play it. Because mm -hmm. if you feel like it's good in that moment, then it probably is. Unless, you're, unless you don't play the game. But uh, um, I, I do agree with what Rick said. And I think that's like that was one of the big things that both Rex and Isha have had, and that's probably why they went to Worlds, is they um they they were actually confident in their plays, and they weren't afraid to like they they played it their way. For example, in like yep. the in the OC qualifiers last set, there was like a game that Isha played, and he literally just like he I mean he played like a dumbass. He just slammed since that for no reason. <laughs> Like it was, it was painful to watch. Oh, yeah, I remember this game. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this a yeah. fiddle game? I don't remember. It was like he, he he played like Sinzigs or something early game. I don't remember. Oh, and it, like it was, it was never really correct to slam it, um, but it was just what he was comfortable with at that time, and he like played a really good game, and like that was the best game he played. Um, it was correct for him to slam it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's like yeah. that's like the important thing I think is like just because it's like not necessarily the correct play, 
sometimes it can be like a better play, you know? Um, and I think that's like one of my like bigger weaknesses in, in a way, in the sense of like, I don't have like the, like it, in, cause in ladder, um, it's, there's so many games and I, cause I feel like I have like the strongest, like fundamental, like, mm, like, yeah, like fundamental, like understanding of the game. Um, so in, in, in solo queue, I, like, you know, on ladder over so many games, like I'll, I'll pretty much always be at the top of the ladder, but in tournaments, when there's fewer games, sometimes I don't just like, I won't just be like, I need to just force metamorph, like, you know, Alderwood fucking yep. Cho'Gath here. I'll just be like, uh, I'll take dice. This sounds kind of fun. I'm going to play reroll fucking Cogmore in my tournament and not hit any with my dice. <laughs> so yeah i think like sometimes you need to be a bit more like stubborn with what you actually think you like should do and just be like oh. like it's actually and it's the same as with chunger as well like in set 5.5 he was he had like so many holes in his gameplay but he was so close to making it and he was like really good at Valkos, so he just played it every game and it ended up being his like downfall in a sense but um it still like got him you know like yeah so I mean, it got him really, really, really close, right? Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, I think, I think it is like pretty important, just like stick to your guns, and yeah, hopefully, I'll, I'll, I'll like. It's like hard to say to like learn from it because you don't really realize you're making the mistake at the time mm. until mm -hmm. like later, and you're like, "Fuck, I should have just done this or done that or whatever." Um, I mean, sometimes it's like out of your control, you know. Um, yep. Five fucking games, so yeah, but um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just stick to your guns and play how you like to play. I think, yeah, I, I think like a lot of it has to do with the fact that like you only have a set amount of time to make every decision, right? Yeah. And to pull like an example from like another game, which is League of Legends, like in the pro scene, if you watch like pro games, like pros do like dumb shit all the time. Like even as a team, like they'll randomly throw, like they'll commit to like plays that are really bad. But I think, like, the key thing that distinguishes, like, the better players from, like, the worst players is that when they do something, they just commit to it. Like, you just pull the trigger. And a lot of the time, like, the trigger pulls are just based on intuition. Like, you just do it because you think it's right, right? And if, like, we can translate it back to TFT. It, it, like, if you, if you think something's right, like, you just, like, intuitively feel it's right, you just do it. Like, you don't, like, there's no point spending, like, a minute agonizing over a decision. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Mm. Just... Just like just pick a just pick a thing and commit, you know. Yeah, move on. <laughs> and I think a lot of the time it, it it works out more than it doesn't work out. And if it doesn't work out, you just you just learn from it, basically. Yeah. There's a slight difference in what's going on now with augments to previous sets, where the the augment rounds are giving you a significant amount of time to, like, make a decision. Like forty seconds. So much time. Is so, mm, much, so time. much time. In so, and and a yeah. lot of the time you're sitting there maybe you pick one really quickly and all of a sudden you got to sit there for 35 40 seconds that's actually like a really good period of time in a tft game if we can sort of relate this back to people that are maybe listening to this and wanting to improve like that amount of time there is a really good chance for you to start working on like fundamentals of tft like looking at other people's boards making sure that you've got the units in the positions that you want them those kind of things you're actually given a lot of time in tft and if you're using it to make good decisions then you, you actually have the rest of the time to like improve yourself as a player i think that's a very another important sort of aspect of, of tft that doesn't quite get talked about a lot and gore i want to ask about your stream you're not like you don't stream like all the time but 
But when you do, do you find that it affects you playing as well, similar to Raza? Um, yeah, for sure, sometimes. Um, sometimes you'll still, like, have a really good game. Um, like, I had a few, like, really good games um, on my last stream where I felt like I played really good. And that was, like, it, felt, it feels, like, really good to, like, play really good on stream. And then, you know, other times you just, like, get, like, a little bit distracted and then something else happens and you just, like, kind of go sixth without even knowing what happened. And that's when it feels, like, <laughs> a, a little bit bad to... Um, but overall, I think it has... It definitely has... It definitely does have, like, an effect. But as long as you're, like, thinking through your decisions yourself and not getting too in your head... Uh, it probably wouldn't have as much of an effect, but that's hard to do, right? So, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we had two amazing guests on, which were Jose and Keith, a couple of weeks ago, and we asked them about tournament preparation in terms of talking about duo mode. We're not going to specifically talk about duo mode right now, but you know, we've got a, a former Worlds representative here, uh, someone who clearly went through hours and hours of tournament preparation and i want to ask you guys about sort of the vod review aspect of of like reviewing tft how significant do you think that it was for like the overall improvement of your play raza huge i think it's probably the biggest difference actually for me because um i think on the day that i qualified i probably wasn't even in like the top 10 best plays in the region honestly so like the amount of VOD review I did from then to to Worlds was just like just so much, like so much improvement. I, I think I just learned so much. It was the single biggest like contributor, I think, to my run. Do you think people should do it more often? Yeah, I think like people should do it like at least once a week if they're trying to improve. It's it's the single best way to improve. Um probably like the, you probably have to VOD review with someone and not by yourself because it's hard to like identify your own mistakes, I think. But it's easy for other people to pick out your mistakes and you know vice versa right? you picking out other people's mistakes and if anything like even if um you try to pick up a mistake and you're wrong at least you open up a discussion about it with like you know say another high level player or another player of similar skill then you can discuss it and come to like an agreement with what's best if i had to put a if i if i sort of word this question as best as i can what do you think like part of what part of your play improved the most from Vod review. <laughs> I don't a, even know. I was, I was so question. bad at everything. <laughs> I was like so bad at everything. Like Mentals. everything improved. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What do you think, Angora? Because you were a big part of that process as well. Um. As an like as probably just like helped. roll timings. Roll timings. He was rolling on weird times, <laughs> and leveling on weird times. It's it's just it was yeah like pretty much with like no purpose yeah um, like it i like i'm one of those people that would like always complain when i'm fighting the person who's level five on two two but like <laughs> i'm always the guy who's level five on two two after one loss yeah yeah exactly but I like, would, sometimes would it's the best be, thing yeah. for you to do right yeah but like when people do that for like nothing then i'm triggered but like yeah yeah like um you know sometimes it's just the best thing to do with like hyper roll and like a few of these gold augments. Sometimes it's just like mm. the best way to play your game out. Um, and maybe to play I, like a little bit of an idiot. That's actually just like the best way for uh, you to play the game. Unless um, you see, you see the guy whose name is like ASDF GHWW <laughs> and he levels to five or two, two to play two Ezreal yeah. ones. 
<laughs> I think um, that does bring up an interesting point. That I think this set, more than other sets, we've seen um, level timings be the most sort of dynamic and flexible, just because of the effect that the uh, econ augments have on the game, right? Um, yeah. So like a lot of people level like like off tempo, or, like at really really sort of weird times. Um, as a result, I think it's pretty interesting. Speaking like that's like windfall. Like I've taken windfall early at like one four, have like thirty gold level six at two five. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's it's insane. <laughs> Yo, I remember <laughs> I was like I was I was level four, and I just had like, I I think I got like a three like a I just got like a five gold opener or something, and then I like was holding like MF and GP trying to find like an allowance. So I don't even remember what it was. I like, I was like level four or like li- level five, like ten gold, and this other guy is level five, fifty gold. At five, two, that one definitely needs a nerf. And I'm just sitting here level. like, like we're not even. It's playing getting nerfed. Game. It's getting nerfed. It's getting yeah, nerfed. It's so it's broken. Yeah. Well, Windfall is for sure getting nerfed. It, like it's confirmed. I think it's. I got the graphic wrong uh, on the things. So I'm not sure the exact numbers, but I would assume it's probably five gold less at every. Yeah, level. probably five. Yeah. Let's go okay. fifteen. I think yeah. instead of twenty. Yeah. Probably still pretty good. Yeah. It's probably still insane, by the way. It's like hyper gold. When it went oh, yeah. from three gold to two gold, still yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hyper-roll 1-4 is so crazy. Yeah, look, uh, Angora, I'll ask you from the, the other position, the one that's, like, reviewing the VODs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Razza said, like, he needed to improve in literally everything before the tournament but what are some of the major things like when you're sitting there maybe you're coaching someone maybe you're doing the specific vod review what are you looking for when you're like going over somebody's game are you watching like a game they went second are you watching like back-to-back games they went eighth like where, where is that kind of that are you watching them all back to back so to talk me through the kind of the process of vod review from your angle yeah um the best thing to do is probably just take like a selection of games that are like in a row, or maybe not even in a row, but just like a, like maybe like one a day, just like a random one within a day, do something like that. And then you get like a good like wide selection of scores and situations. You know, some days the meta is different to other days, so you might just be playing Ergot every game. And the next day you want to be playing something else or whatever. You might just be feeling something else. Um, yeah, probably just like selecting like a like a good like maybe like five games over five days or whatever um maybe like a couple a day even yeah okay was that uh, what did you ask me yeah sorry. sorry no no that was good that was i just i also add to add on to that sort of talk to me about some of the kind of things that you're looking looking for when it comes yeah. to like through those games like oh yeah 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 mm. um so for set five i feel like it's different for every set yeah. So for example, on this bit, I feel like it's probably more based around like level timings and rolling, like rolling. Whereas like last set, it was mostly about like item economy. Uh, the set before that, it was just like I don't know something else. Maybe like how you played around chosens. There was like a lot you could do in the early game with chosens that pretty much no one in OC was doing. Um, yeah, probably just for this set, it's probably mostly looking at like the the augment decisions and then just like the big the big turns um when you're trying to like, like figure out what you're trying to play and i feel like no one in oc looks at like item economy as well yeah like i always just get griefed by someone and like they just take an item that they shouldn't be taking like in that spot yep. yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm just like molding 
relevant. <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, I can confirm and can agree with that one. <laughs> like nothing is more frustrating than someone else being an idiot and it fucks your game over. Yeah, you're just like, why is this guy taking fucking sword? Like, I think, I think, yeah, I think a lot of players, you know, see just obsessive uh, like best of slot items and yeah. yeah. I gotta, yeah, they're just like, I gotta pick the thing. I gotta pick the thing the guy says to pick. <laughs> Bro, anyone that takes my fucking sword is public enemy number one, you know, like, <laughs> but that's, that's sort of, that's like, because it's, it is, it is, at the end of the day, it's a game where it's you against everybody else. And if someone like takes their thing and then it, it takes your item and then it sits on their bench until 4 4 or something, I'm like, yep. I like come yep. back and I come back and look at their board. And I'm like, yeah. Bro. Yeah. Fuck that's the you. person you're scouting the Zephyr for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> that's the dude that you come back and look at. And like when he goes six, you like just post you like smiley face yeah, and then on, slash on the it all. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly. me. I'm hundred percent scouting that one dude and I'm gonna ping his ass. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I'll be cheering when I kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean <laughs> that's like that's another like a fun aspect of Ruth the game. Works. It is, and you yeah. spy, you should be ruthless. Like, that's how you get good at this game. Like, you need to be ruthless. Like, at the same mm -hmm. time, that that guy probably is like, I'm gonna screw this dude over. You yeah. Know? So oh, you know, well. if he get you want to get back at him, you know, you got to do everything you can to ruin his fucking game for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy's probably not even thinking. He's just like, oh, sword, shiny. I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> it. That reminds me of yeah. uh, the itchy, itchy fishbowl. The last game of um, like the second tournament in set four. It's the last game. Itchy just needs like, he just needs he pretty much needed to just not go eighth, and then Fishball just like needed like a he I mean he needed to like probably win the game, and he had he had like the spot to win, and Fish and Itchy yep. just takes the spat that he didn't need at all, and you can just tell Fish is just like sitting there like, like <laughs> just completely just like bro like he just fucked my game, and then they both go seven eight it's like yeah, pain. and that happened just the See, other like... the other day as well in the NA event solus was playing yeah. samira re-roll and the dude that he needed to finish one above tried to play samira he like rolled at seven to zero took six samira and then the guy went eighth and then he qualified yeah. there's the there's the really famous one i don't know if you guys remember back in like set three where kiyun was like a gp yeah. away from like Safe oh Road, yeah yeah and then cotton tail just turned up great mm -hmm. gp stole it. <laughs> just fucking takes it <laughs> bro those are the saddest times when the thing you need is on the opposite side like let's say it's like four four you need the five cost it's like turns up on the opposite side you're like it's yeah. gone yeah i'm never getting that. i think that. it's more triggering than when you like you need a tier and then it's on like the five cost jinx that like the first yeah. pick always takes and you're like mm. second pick and you're just like sitting there like yeah it's, like <laughs> yeah that's it that's it. And there's never Akali there whenever I'm playing Syndicates and I need the Akali. Oh, don't get me started. This Akali unit, she does not come. <laughs> she does not show up. She never shows up. And then when she shows up, she, you, she, die, you die anyway. So it's fine. She only shows yeah. up when you're not playing Syndicate. Whenever you commit to her, she never shows up. You, when, it, when you don't want to hit her yep. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All these other Syndicate players hit Akali 2 at 8. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else gets it. I, I had a game yesterday and I, I was in like a really good spot playing... Um, Akali, and I, I I have more money than Admiration, who's playing Akali as well, and he hits Akali two, Galio two, Jace two, in in the in the one roll down, and I don't even hit a single Akali, and I just like bleed <laughs> out and go like eighth or something, and I'm just like Eey. like the lobby was like super close, and he like wins the lobby, <laughs> yeah. and I go eighth, and I'm like, That's wow, just, I guess it's just, just battle. 
Yeah, it's just another, you know, small skilled. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> bro, like, please. And then, the, oh, the next game, actually, I'm playing Lux, and I'm rolling on seven, and I just, like, hit two Akalis, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah yeah it, it happens all the time i want to finish sort of finish off this sort of discussion on on vod review and, and tournament preparation um with sort of a, a final little a final little question to the two of you who've sort of been through this process um what would you change would you change anything about the way that you guys went through it or or did anything like it uh going into let's say the next set of tournaments i want to start with you razzle you know like working towards a set a tournament for set six would you change the way that you prepared or did vod review or in any way anything like that um honestly not really i think vod reviews is the best way to improve which like maybe record my vod reviews this time around so i can go over them myself because um i didn't have that the first time around but overall i think the way I prep is pretty good for me, how how I play as a player. Yeah, and you'd like to be able to sort of go back and listen to them again. So like you just yeah. like four or five times, you're like, okay, at this point he said this, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hmm. And Gore, how about you? Do you think that sort of the, the that style of preparation is working for you? Do you think you'll continue doing it as we sort of move towards tournaments in set six? Um, I don't. I like the only games that I really like review uh like my tournament games mm -hmm. um because honestly i feel like just playing like for me playing more games watching other people and reviewing other people's games is like more beneficial for um like me improving um generally generally when i like watch over my own games um like if i mean when I'm playing, literally, like, everything I do is for a reason. So when I just rewatch over my own games, even with, like, other people, I just, like, I say my reason. It's like, oh, yeah, well, fair enough. It's like, okay. So I feel like maybe if, maybe if um, I would review it with, like, different people, maybe, like, Keith or Jose, or I'm not too sure. Honestly, I don't know whatever i'm doing isn't necessarily isn't it's not like not working but it's not really working either like i want to go to worlds um i want to rip for oce but yeah that's not happening yet so when i when i go to worlds i'll tell you um if i change anything okay we'll have you back on yeah, that's all of you be know <laughs> yeah 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 we'll have you back on in in like the end of march or something you know yeah 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 sounds good and yeah. this is a perfect segue into discussing tournament play uh Raza, sorry was there something that you wanted to add there did i interrupt you no no perfect Sol, any anything to add on on that point at all before we carry on no i think that was perfect sweet let's discuss oce esports gizmos and gadgets that's like the first time i've ever said the set name sounds fucking stupid <laughs> Who thought, yeah. who thought gizmos and gadgets was a cool name anyway sorry i'm getting i'm getting sidetracked we have <laughs> we have OCE esports news. We have sort of the full calendar of events coming up, and the next one is in like eleven days' time. It's the Arcanist Cup, where eight players will pass through to a uh, a next a next tournament. 
Uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about sort of preparing. We'll get another patch. Just oh, actually, we won't. It'll be on this patch technically. The next patch coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about like sort of the event schedule we have quite a few tournaments in here like definitely a lot more than we've probably had previously from a like an actual big event standpoint so what are your sort of early thoughts uh razor on this kind of thing um i like it a lot i like that we have more tournaments um hmm. also like that we have uh, i think it was we have ladder like slots into tournaments as well because mm-hmm. i think we didn't we didn't have that many snapshots last um last set right and also, last set they all funneled into MSI. So if you performed badly in that one tournament, you were screwed. Like, because you just couldn't make regional final through, um, any like ladder snapshots into it. So I like that a lot. Because like, um, the best way to get the best players, like the most consistent ones, is through ladder snapshots, right? Because that's the only way to tell how good people are, like through through ladder. So I think I like that a lot. Um, what else was there? Let me just take a look at it. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, we've got like the challenger series for the ladder snapshots. We've got the snapshots themselves. Uh, And those challenger series events are the ones that are invitational only. 16, like the Mm. top 16 from ladder have a chance to go through. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. For the mid set invitational. Mm -hmm. Uh, Angora, your thoughts on that as someone that's basically like lived in the top 16 for his entire TFT career? Yeah, the people that make it through the open 20s are always the weaker players every set. Um, they may do well in one like one fucking day or one thing, but it's always the same people at the top of every tournament, and they're always the same people at the top of the ladder. Or like, yep. if they would be mm-hmm. at the top of the ladder if they um, if it was like worthwhile. Um, but yeah, the the challenger series is like a nice added thing. Um, yeah, I, I haven't looked too much into, like, the, the format of the actual Challenger series and stuff. Like, I, I think it's, like, you, it's just, like, the top four from your lobby move on or something. Yeah, so Touchdown. it's two two lobbies of eight, and the top four from yeah. each go through to the uh, mid-set invitational or regional finals. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's something like that, which is which sounds um, fine. I think it's good. It's, it's, like a, better, it's a good extra, it's a good extra thing, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's definitely, like, an improvement. The only thing I'm, like, a little bit iffy about is eight people from leaderboards in set 6.5. Um, and that that is because it's based on, effectively, two snapshots, because I think they're dropping one or something. So it's, like, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, it's like, very, like, whoever will have, like, I mean, it's like, especially at, like, the super, I mean, within two weeks, it'll still end up like rounding out but it, like it would feel pretty gutting to like just like not make it through M- msi which is like pretty easy to do i think like you can just mm-hmm. easily get knocked out um in tournaments it's just how they go yep. and then to like miss out on the leaderboards i mean there's still quite a lot of people that get through so maybe it'll be okay um there are a lot of ways in yeah yeah they very much said that the they're the, like uh the point of it is that um set six is going to be like a marathon Whereas set six point five is more gonna be like a sprint, mm-hmm. um, which I think makes sense. Yeah, it kind of has to be. Hmm. It'll be yeah, fun to I think, I think the set five mm-hmm. format was just griefed by Riot, not necessarily like uh, mm-hmm. order or like yeah, like the OCE people that organize it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because one thing I really didn't like about um, 
Alphorny's last hit was like the seeding within the games and stuff like that. Like you, you're getting re- you're getting punished for doing well in the first game. Yeah. yeah. So or even just like yeah, stuff like that just shouldn't really be a thing. Um, it's, but it's kind of hard to do random as well. Like it's kind of hard to make. Like sometimes you can just get fucking. It's not even Mort Dog. I, I don't know. We'll just call it like Tycoon or something. You can just get Tycoon. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But mm. um, it looks good. I mean, I'm hopeful. I, f- I feel like it's just one of those things you can't really tell how it's going to be like until you play it out at least once. Um, but it looks. I mean, it looks good. Uh, I had like a lot of. Um, I gave a lot of feedback to Tycoon, um, on his like plan. So yeah. Yeah, and it looks like they've addressed a good number of issues as well like having actual like a, a whole web page full of like guys this is all the open qualifiers and all the 20s that you can get into or if you're like a really good ladder player like here's the four different ways you can get into these big 20s like that's great yeah. mm-hmm. that's such a big improvement yeah. on like what we had previously that it almost like it's like totally different basically like it's totally different and that's awesome They've done a really good job with transparency this round, this time around. Like it's just one neat graphic. You just look at everything, like the yeah. dates are all there in it's, one place. It's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, very very handy. Um, I would I would just say I'm really excited, really excited for it. I think um, and one coming up so soon for an open qualifier is really nice as well. Like the set sort of nobody's really like nobody's figured out the set there's still like things up and down things changing it's going to be really cool to see a an event where uh you know like anybody can do well that's nice and then there's also the the beautiful fact of the matter is the good players are going to be at the good of it like the events where the good players need to be at and that's awesome too that's like a really good thing and i'm glad that we have an opportunity to like showcase all of the good players like it's important to have both, yeah. Yeah, it's important to have a mix, a mix of both, where, like, you know, maybe maybe people don't... Like, a lot of people that play this game and that are really good at this game uh, have the have the time to, to grind it, and that's why the open qualifiers are so nice, like, for the people that are good but maybe don't have that that significant, yeah. that time yeah. sink in it as well. Yeah, so there needs to be a balance, and I'm very glad that they've they've done it well. Let's. Uh, I think that's. Are you that's guys going to play in the open poly? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why not? We got to. You know, we got to at least pretend that we're like good players for the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the most important thing. Give it a good go. Like I've only ever done one, like one twenty. So. I mean, they're always the fun. beauty. Yeah. The, the yeah. beauty of the open. The beauty of the open uh, qualifiers are that like anyone on the like on the day can win, right? Not necessarily the best player always wins, and I think that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do have a question, sort of that, that relates to um, tournament preparation, and that is in regards to duo mode, which is also coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Are you guys gonna? get into duo mode big time like you guys are you know uh, razzy you said you're going to be pushing for next snapshots you know you're going to be participating you know grinding playing a whole bunch of different comps what's mm. your sort of feelings on duo mode are you going to use it are you going to play much of it are you going to ignore it that kind of thing i might give it a try i'm, I'm not sure because i didn't play it on pbe but from what i've watched from like streamers who played it it looks really fun so mm. i definitely will give it a try and if i enjoy it i'll probably play it a bit more I think we do have to grind duo mode as well because of that um first 
uh, invitation only the Warriors tourney, I think. Like yeah. the, the international one, yeah. But definitely will play it for sure. Yeah, Angora, what are your thoughts on, on duo mode? I don't know. Don't know. Like, honestly, I think it's just like when it comes out, if it's fun, like maybe I'll play it. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah, think... I, sorry, go on. I feel like there's been like it's it's just like we'll see. I, I just don't want it to be like hyper roll where it's just like no one plays it because it's just not yeah. even the game uh, and it's not even like fun or competitive in any way, really. Mm -hmm. um, hyper roll is bad though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hyper rolls, like, yeah, but I mean, it's always fun playing with friends, so duos mm -hmm. at least sounds fun to like play, but like yeah. grinding the duo ladder, I don't know how fun that'll be. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. And I also don't know how it works. Like, okay, do you just have to, like, fucking wrap your dick around your duo and that's it? Or... So basically, you have, like, shared health pool, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. You both have your own boards, but when you, yeah, when you lose, you take, like, you lose life as a duo. Yeah. Um, there's a few mechanics unique to it where basically, like, I think. You get like an item or whatever that lets you basically send over oh, like yeah, a champion. Oh yeah, I saw that. It works yeah, like item that. remover, but it like goes over to the other yep. person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you beat your opponent and you have units left over and your duo partner is still fighting, your surviving units get sent over to their board, which is the other really big mm -hmm. mechanic. But yeah. Other than that, it's pretty sure it's just like regular TNT. That, yeah. that part sounds like an RNG fest. Like, <laughs> you yeah. just go into another yeah. to fight. Yeah, yeah, it's like a fight. I think it's three seconds. Like it's a delay three seconds afterwards. They appear. There's like a big wind up for it, and then they they appear. Mm. I I don't know if it's like in a random place or they appear where they were on your current board. Yeah, I think they appear like where they finished the round. That's wild, wild as fuck. Mm. But it does have the the the, I guess the, the thing is it has the same hyper roll ladder basically. So you don't have like a tiered system. You have the blue green. Orange yeah, hyper. Yeah. Do you do you have to do it with the same person, or can you just like do it with multiple people? No, you can do it with multiple people, and like you can. Do you gain separate ranks between them, or no? no. It's just one rank, as far one as I rank. know. And you can solo queue as well, and it will match you with a random duo partner. Yeah. Like, yeah what I'm confused about is like for the twenty that they're picking, mm -hmm. like the top duo. Is it just gonna be rank one and two, even though they might not even be? Yeah. That's weird. I yeah, I don't actually really. It know. should really be the like the two highest combined duo, or you know, like the people that have duoed the most, like they're combined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like I feel like there's no way you can really like check that as well. Like they mm -hmm. they can, but like it doesn't really. It makes no um, sense, really, does it? Like it's a bit weird. Uh -huh. Like yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. It could just be like highest ranked player, and they get to pick their duo. And if they pick like second highest ranked, then they just move on to the next guy. Like, like there's like you know three. If there's like three invited, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, I mean, it looks fun, though. Yeah, it does look fun. The other thing is they're getting rid of it pretty quickly. Like, it's not staying for very long. So they're, they're yeah. like, they're bringing it in. They're getting rid of it. They're taking a bunch of advice on how it works. And then it's coming back in set 6-5. So mm. we won't have it for four months. We won't have it until, you know, March, basically. It'll just be around for a, a bit of time and then go away. Yeah. Like, my plan for tomorrow isn't to play duos. Yeah. But maybe, maybe <laughs> I honestly forgot about it, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, there's no like wake up tomorrow, message somebody, be like, let's go, let's get on, let's get on the duo ladder. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's on the same sleep schedule as me because I'm from New Zealand. This is like pretty like a decent time time zone. Oh, yeah. so. mm, there is, yep, for sure. 
Yeah, all right. I yeah. think that that's a that's a good answer. I think that's wrapped it up quite well. Um, mm -hmm. We're gonna head over to our viewer questions segment now with Sol, and uh, we're gonna get a couple of those in. I think. All right. Awesome. Um. All right. So we'll start off with the first um question. Uh, it's for you, Raza. Um. So, what were some of your personal highlights from your experience at Worlds? What was it like? Um. I mean, the whole thing was just so surreal. Um, even though it was online and not in person. It was just, like, insane playing with, you know, some, like, super big names, some of the best players from around the world. You know, the best that each uh, region had to offer. Mm. Um, and I think just, like, you know, personal, personal highlights and stuff, like, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't, like, really expect to, like, go that far. So, like, each day making it the next day was, like, was just, like, so insane. It's like, oh, shit, I made it. Mm. Um... They're like you was know games a... here and there that were insane as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching, but there was this like one game where it was on like day two. Uh, I think it was like the last game of day two. No, it was the sec. It was the second last game. It was the second last game of day two, and I think I'd already gone like six six three, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking doomed. I need an average of like three here to like make it, like two two or three to make it here. I'm like, okay, I guess my world's run like just over, right? So like, I'm I'm in the game, and 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 like, it's like. It's like three two, and I'm like forty HP at three two or something. I'm like, oh, I'm so fucked. So I roll three two, hit a chosen Shivana, and I keep losing rounds with like chosen Shivana in like a dragon dragon soul shell. And I, I think I'm like I, I'm literally like four four or five HP. Like I'm in eighth place, four or five HP. The next guy's on like thirty HP, and I'm like, oh okay, I guess like this is it. Like it's just over. Like my run just ends here. I'm just going eighth, and then I fucking like roll down on four one. I hit Shivana three at seven. I like thirteen streak win the lobby. And then I think like I, I go fourth next lobby as well to like make it to make it, like, it was like fourth or third next lobby as well to like make it to to day three. It was like so insane that, that I, I don't know if you guys remember that one game. No, I, I, I actually do. That's, uh, totally that's fucking actually pretty insane. insane. Yeah, I remember um because I, I that was like set for worlds was literally the first I heard of you, Raza, especially yeah. um when you released that um that keepers guide yeah, on Reddit. Keepers. Yeah, the keeper guide, right? I miss keepers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I heard of you first. So like, I, I knew you were our like world rep, and I was like, I wasn't watching it too closely, but I was watching it like, here and there. And I remember, yeah. yeah, seeing that like you were like basically just like out of it, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't worry about it. And I, like, I, I just checked back every like hour, and I'm like, wait, he's still alive. And yeah, you actually got through, and I'm just like, holy fuck, it's so insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the one biggest highlight. That one game. Mm -hmm. Damn, yeah. damn. Um, I was gonna ask, like, was there, um, so as, like, when you, like, did, like, your tourney prep and stuff, there, there wasn't, like, really any, like, sort of scrims with, uh, other, was, well, yeah, was there any sort of scrims with other Yeah, there was like, heaps of scrims. Players? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the so, other world's players, mm -hmm. like, we scrimmed so much. We scrimmed, like, mm -hmm. six, six to eight hours a day, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and that then was I, gonna I would, lead into, you, mm -hmm. you sorry. I, I, didn't I mean, I would finish and then, like, review those VODs for, like, Angora and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because I was gonna follow up with the question, like, so, so in that case, like, you went into those lobbies with an idea of sort of what the lobby tempo would be like, how the other players sort of like to play, right? Because yeah. I imagine it would be really, really tough if you just sort of went into it, like, everyone is sort of, if everyone sort of just went to a blind and basically yeah. didn't have any idea, like, what yeah. everyone's strategy was gonna be. So, yeah, that's hella insane. That's awesome. Um, all right. So the next question is for Angora. Um, so you climbed very quickly during the new set. Um, were you playing one comp, or, you know, did you flex between multiple? 
Um, are you somebody that likes to play multiple different comps, or do you like, prefer to just folk, uh, hone in on a few sort of comfort picks? Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely not the person to one-trick. If I'm one-tricking, there's probably something wrong with the game, if I'm being honest. Um, I'll be like <laughs> extremely tilted to be one-tricking something. Um, obviously, everyone has their like personal favorite comp that they would like go into or whatever. Um, but at the beginning of the set, I was just like permanently just fast, uh, fast nine because everyone was so bad at early game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just capping my board out. So I, yeah, I think I won like fifty percent of my games getting to masters or something. And then because nobody knew how to play, so <laughs> I pretty much just abused the abused <laughs> the dumbasses, but. <laughs> yeah i think just more just like fo- I, I like i think the thing that i had like on rap at the beginning was like the augment synergies with units so for example if you get like thrill of the hunt early like trundle just becomes a fucking 10v9 like this unit yep. with thrill of the hunt you could like i just fast nine like multiple games just with like thrill of the hunt opener when everyone else just has like whatever you just like chuck a runant on him and he just kills the whole thing one star so probably just like small little um things probably it, it probably just had to do with i played like quite a decent amount of pbe um mm-hmm. and i also didn't have like I, I had exams at the time so i didn't like play too much so pretty much every game was like like i'm here to play you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas now i'm kind of just like playing to play and try get like an lp and it's not going not going well <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right. Nice, I'd love nice. to add quickly something onto that. How important mm-hmm. do you feel Absolutely. like like playing on the PBE is for this kind of like improvement before a set comes out? Not not important at all. Not important. Uh, okay. Uh, this is my first time ever playing on PBE. Um, all right. I I I like I'm sure I probably like, I was probably better than I would have if I didn't play any PBE. Um, but I, like, even when I was playing PB, I joined, I started playing PB like later than most people, but I feel like, like, I, I feel like I just get a feel of units like faster than most people. So generally I do like, okay, at the beginning of the sets, if I like get the games in, um, and then I normally like hit the hump after like a few, like in this sort of area, I normally get like a little bit like stuck where I'm like trying too many things out. Um, and then hopefully it, it'll click soon. <laughs> Rage. In the um, next eleven days. Yeah, I'm just like that. Like, surely, like maybe tomorrow, please. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, like generally, um, I I don't normally pay, play PB at all because I don't mm-hmm. think it. Like, I just I don't find it that fun. But I, I mean, I had a lot of fun this set, but it's because I had a tournament. Like, I had the I was playing. I played in that whatever the PB tournament was. PB. Yeah, the PB clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called, yeah. Right? Yep. So mm-hmm. I like at least had something to like play a few games of to like practice for it and then i mean once you start playing a set you kind of get like addicted but yeah so it was a lot of fun as well <laughs> but I, like i feel like previous sets like it, it didn't matter like going from set 5 to 5.5 didn't touch it i think i yeah you know hmm. i think like the point fives for sure like pb doesn't matter as yeah, much yeah. i think yeah, I think PB for like a new set can be very, very valuable, especially for getting a feel for how the set mechanic is gonna work. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, but like that being said though, a lot of like when it comes to units, right, a lot of them just have just have a very core fundamental value. A lot of like 
fundamental sorry, at a core fundamental level sorry a, a lot yeah. of units just have set roles and they they don't mm. fluct like they don't really fluctuate heavily between like sets mm. like this yeah. unit is an adc this unit is a stunner this unit is a shield or a healer like yeah yeah i think one of the things that um like the majority of oc players do is like they don't actually understand like the roles of units and comps mm. so they'll just play yep. like like they'll play a comp and you're like, wow, this comp looks so strong. But in reality, it's, like, really weak because they just don't have, like... They, they're just, like, missing something that makes it ten times stronger. For example, like, the Trundle with Thrill of the Hunt. Like, it was just... It's, like, a ridiculously, like, really good synergy that it makes carrying Trundle way better than carrying, like, the Israel when you would normally put the items on Israel or whatever, like, whatever it was. Um, mm -hmm. But there's, like, a bunch of, like, small things like that. That's just, like, the only one I can, like, think of right away. Um mm -hmm. But yeah, like, cause I like I didn't play going from set four to set five either, and I hit I hit masters in like the same amount of games both times, um, mm -hmm. so I feel like it doesn't really make too much of a difference. Yep. Um, overall. Interesting. So just play it, play it if you find it fun. Is, is my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Awesome. Great question. Um. All right. Moving forward. Uh. This is sort of just for I guess everyone's more of a generalized question. Um. Is the OC TFT community in particular uh truly nicer than other communities? Uh. Either in TFT or in just other games in general. Razzle, uh, we'll start with you, yeah. I guess. Anyone so. can start. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> Anyone can start. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not like you know I haven't really talked to that many people in other communities, but from the the amount that i've interacted with like the ma community i think they're like equally as nice and um, as wholesome um but yeah i'm not really like into any other games so i can't say for like other games but yeah pretty much the same i, I feel just tft as a whole is a pretty like wholesome game hmm. yeah I, yeah what do you think yeah i think like everyone in like the the high elo scene i guess like we all love the game and just love talking about the game so it's pretty much like enjoyable with the you know you can talk about the game to you know anyone and you can talk about it for mm. ages it doesn't really matter yeah. like whether yeah like but I, I do think like in general the oc community is like very like nice and supportive like like i just started like streaming and like everyone's super nice super supportive um and it's, i mean it feels good right so mm, absolutely yeah it is nice. It's, it's really nice. Like, I mean, I've been a part of like a lot of different sort of gaming communities. Like I've played other games at reasonable levels, that kind of thing. And I think the one thing that differentiates when it comes to TFT is there's like not a lot of, there's not like, there's not a lot of ego there for players. Like, I mean, and I'll use the current example, like Razor is like a, one of very few world championship representatives from our entire region. This guy needs a bigger ego, like, please. <laughs> and I just messaged him, I just, like, messaged him out of the blue to come on this, and he's like, yeah, man, that sounds good. So, like, that's really nice. Like, a lot of the time, you know, if there's someone who's, like, a top, top player in other communities or something like that, you know, and it's it's probably because TFT is, in, in its essence, still, like, sort of up and coming and grassroots. Like, we don't have to go through managers and bookings and that kind of thing to get in contact with people because it's like you're just talking to you're just talking to people like person to person and you're just kind of sharing a love for this this kind of up and coming really fun game so it's really nice i think everybody's really friendly and there's not there's barely i'm 
met a single person with like a, an ego, like, no, don't talk to me. No, don't like, I don't want to hear from you. Like ignore you, that kind of thing. So I love it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I think Very that wholesome. like, the, yeah, yeah, I think that like the thing that, um, is really that like a lot of the better sort of players have in common as in TFT, not even, it's not just limited to OCE, but like, I'm sure it's the same in other regions. Um, it's just a lot of players like very sort of humble, like about like their skill, you know, they're like, uh, even, even if like, you know, they're like 1k, 1k, like 1.5k LP, they won't just be like, you know, they just completely disregard someone lower ranked than them's like opinion. Like they always like hear them out and they'll never like, you know, they'll always be open to the idea that they're wrong with a certain thing. Like it's never like, oh, my word is law. Like this is 100% correct because, you know, I am rank 1, I am rank 2. Um, whereas I think in a lot of other games, um, it is sort of like that. There are these, in a lot of games, there are these sort of voices of authority at the top of the ladder who are just like, oh yeah, I have X and X results to prove this. Therefore, everything I say is correct and everything I say is law. So I think that's a yeah, really that's cool the, thing about That's the reasoning. That's the reason why, like, these these players mm -hmm. are at, like, rank 1, rank 2, 1 KLP mm -hmm. plus, right? Like, TFT is mm -hmm. just such a game with so many decision trees that, like, they, they understand that they can be wrong and they're willing to like draw input yep. and knowledge from like players that might be ranked lower than them, which helps mm -hmm. them in turn like improve, right? And that's why they can be like rank one, rank two, so high ranked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is almost sort of community like driven in terms of getting better, like working together with other people in similar ranks and you're helping mm -hmm. sort of everyone get better, right? And learning from each other. So, yeah, for sure. A good example of that as well is Raza. Like, <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you wrote the Keeper Guide, you were like, we like you just hit challenge, like you were just around challenge, like you were 700 LP or something like that. Like you weren't like top yeah. 15 or anything like that when yep. you wrote it, and it went crazy. Mm. Like that's yep. a really good idea. Like that's a really good example of like, here's someone with a really fleshed out idea that not a lot of people are doing, and all of a sudden, you know, three weeks later everybody's playing like everybody's playing it like the, <laughs> the top players it, yeah. the top players are like here's the decisions i'm taking to hit chosen cannon or, like oh, this is when i'm rolling to hit like ha maximize my three cost chosen or like am i selling this to hit chosen zaya blah 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 like whatever it might be <laughs> so that's like another that's like a probably a classic a really sort of poignant example of like that kind of thing in, in tft hmm, absolutely um, yeah, I think that's a really good answer to that question. Um, so moving on, I guess this one is probably a bit targeted more towards um, Raza and Angora as, um, you know, players who've participated in a lot of um, tournaments. Uh, how would you recommend somebody who has uh, no tournament, like zero tournament experience um, to get involved with the uh, OCE tournament circuit? Just start. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to say, but like, just start, right? They're like probably a bit worried because they haven't played that many tournaments and like they're probably a bit nervous. But yeah, really, just it just comes down to starting and playing the first one and just go from there. Because like all the all the information and stuff is like online. It's all like easily accessible. It's publicly available. You just have to sign up. Mm. Yeah. Just. Yes. Thoughts yeah, on Gora? Or probably just like trying to make the. Like not make the feeling of a tournament be so like novel. Like at the at the end of the day, it's. It's just you're still just playing TFT, mm. so like don't get too much in your head into in your head about it, right? Like it's just a string of games. Um, you just need to try to do your best, and you know, pray to Mot Dog, and you're good to go. <laughs> There's certainly Absolutely. not like a bunch of hype. There's like 
not hyper competitive tournaments as well there's like the every friday oc friday fiesta mm -hmm. tournaments there's like yeah. i mean there's other oc tournaments that are run every week i mean even if you're like say you're a night owl or like you're up really early in the morning maybe you can like participate in some of the na or eu like weekly style tournaments there's a lot out there so like you don't yeah, have to like the, the first thing you, you you do for a tft tournament doesn't have to be like the open qualifier if you like know a bunch of people like what you're in a you're in any sort of discord like or like you follow a streamer or something and they're doing viewer games like treat that like a tournament Treat that like I'm going to do my best that I can in this game with five other people or six other people. or Even like your solo queue games, like a, it's obviously sort of a reframing tool, but like, oh man, like I'm going to focus, I'm really focusing on this one solo queue game that I'm playing because to me, this is like the game, like the first game of a, of a made up tournament, you know, like mm. do whatever you can to, to kind of get yourself into the mindset of, of playing like you're going to play in a in a harder setting and that'll that'll make it easier and way less stressful when you get to the real thing i feel like we don't have enough like tournaments though uh, you know obviously outside of the official ones so we, we definitely have enough official tournaments but we don't have like any like you know weekly ones that we can play every week for practice we used to i think tycoon used to run them weekly but now he runs them once a month fortnightly oh is it once a month now i think it's I'm once a month, sure. Might be yeah. once a month yeah so mm. we definitely don't have any enough like tournaments weekly yeah. Well, Raja, they should just like do like TFD Clash like in the clan. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be. We have Clash. Yeah, yep. that'd be amazing. That's actually that's actually a really good transition into the next question, which is also our current last question uh, of pre our prepared questions. Um, should there be an easier way aside from multiple Discord channels to sort of find and participate in events? Whether yeah, whether it be like sort of official or unofficial. They fixed a lot of this problem, I will say, just quickly with this new, like, format. Where it's, like, all on one big web page. You can read mm. through it in your own time. Because I know people, like, from previous sets where they were like, oh, like, what Discord do I have to go to to sign up? Oh, that's not the Discord that I had to go to to sign up for this event. Like, oh, I, maybe I deleted the Discord. Or, like, mm. where is it? How do I find it? That kind of thing. So... I will give them a lot of credit because they've they've streamlined a lot of that information down into like one really easy to read web page. Um, a lot of credit compared to where it used to be, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I remember like not knowing anything about the competitive scene because I don't, I mean I didn't talk to anyone in like mm -hmm. set one, set two, even set three. Like uh, I I I like I actually didn't talk to like a single person, so I wasn't really part of like the community. Um. Like, the only people I'd ever talk to are the people that, like, would add me and then, like, talk to me. But, yeah, it's, like, for sure, like, it is pretty hard to get, like, to know about the tournaments. Like, even even mm -hmm. still now, like, I wouldn't have heard yeah. about the OC tournament unless I was on the Discord that I'm already on. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't really know how else they could, like, advertise it. So, yeah, like, other than, like, putting it in the client or something. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They should though. They should put it in the client. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think part of it is the limitation that we have to. Sh we're currently still sharing the same client with League of Legends players. Mm -hmm. Um, makes it very tough to sort of advertise like TFT. We're the, the mini game, so. Yeah, we're still <laughs> yeah we're still we're still the mini game, but yeah. Yeah, hopefully that's changing soon. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's all sort of still wishful thinking. But as, as sort of Razor did bring up, it would be really nice to have like a sort of TFT clash like even where like 
just have like yeah. weekly events you can play and you can just like I don't know, you can just pay like ten dollars or whatever for like a premium Enter ticket. With RP, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can win eggs, you can win RP, you know, you can win stuff like that. I think that's really really cool. And the Chinese TFT like mobile app, or you know, like the Chinese TFT where you've got like the puzzles. I mean, we basically talk about this every episode. But like that should be what TFT is like, you know, like we should have that functionality in our game as well. Like we're currently like very constrained by Riot's, you know, client that's been shit since 2010, basically. Um, Like we should like that stuff should be in our game. You know, we should have that option. Like wouldn't I mean, we've talked about this with everybody, but I mean, how great is it to like see that you can go back and play all the sets like set one on the Chinese one, even if you like don't have the capability to do so. Like, I'm really cool. mad that a lot of these like features aren't in set six because I think Bright said that they actually collaborated with um, the Chinese company to create the Chinese TFT. Yeah. So completely they can do it, but we don't have it. Like especially stuff mm. like the post map that shows like yeah. so much information yeah Which part of it is i think part of it is also to do with the th- demand tft is really really big in china from what i've heard at least it's mm. really 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 popular in china so it does make sense yeah it's yeah. really popular in this discord <laughs> call i want it man give me a fucking set one back. <laughs> you know? yeah um, for sure for sure yeah, uh, right. a, we've got one uh, question from the chat, and um, mm-hmm. th- that question is, how much solving do you think the set still has to be done Like when it comes to the sort of ins and outs of gameplay? I'll start with Angora on this one, I think. A lot. A lot, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, a lot. Um, like, even just small, like, unit, like, like comp-wise, probably not too much. Like, the mm-hmm. comps will probably still look pretty similar at the end of the set. Obviously, it'll be, like, a little bit different when units get buffed and nerfed, you know, like, things mm. will change, like, the strength of units will be different. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot. Like, for example, even just, like, how... Um, did you guys see Sox's, like, MF guide? I, yeah, yeah I, I, I see it. Yeah, yeah sure, like, sure. I think that's, like, the best example of... It's the same unit as last set, except this set, the unit has, like, infinitely more possibilities with positioning. And mm. even just, like, with how the units interact and with you know, like, socialite hex and all this stuff, like, every, every game you can, like, learn something small. Like, for example, I was playing a game yesterday. It was, like, I think it was a couple of days ago, maybe. And I'm versing um, Nathan, and he, he's playing Tarek. He has Tarek with, like, stacked Tarek, and he's got Woodland, so he just has, like, two Tareks, and it's just healing his whole team. And no <laughs> one's killing any units. Like, it was actually just, like, an yep. insane, like, early game combo from his spot. So... Next game, I have like that sort of spot. Probably will take it because it was pretty insane. Mm. Um, so yeah, like pretty much every every game, you can probably like learn at least something small that you can add to your like repertoire, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Raza, your your yeah, thoughts on sure. that question? Um, I, mean, I agree with everything Angora said, but uh, in addition to that, I don't think I don't think TFT can like ever be like solved, so to speak. There's just yep. too many too many like possibilities and too many decisions and things change patch by patch as well unless you get like i don't know an ai to play i don't think it's like possible to like solve <laughs> dft like ever. yeah no i bet the ai would be a bot like trust <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like the perfectly great way to play it be like watching me like this is this guy's an idiot yeah yeah but they're like, <laughs> like they're like cool the they're like rolling for like I don't, I don't even know like brom three or something every single game <laughs> it, it thinks that it's yeah. so good <laughs> yeah 
you would have to yeah you would have to be able to feed that ai like a baseline strategy like an actual like set out baseline strategy which i think is already yeah. really really difficult to do this is that's just like so impossible already yeah yeah exactly so much of the game is subjective like so much of the yeah. game is like dependent on so many different variables right mm. Um, mm. so it's yeah. like really really hard for tft to be like solved so yeah, i guess yeah. it depends like yeah what your definition of solved is yeah, I think if we talk about solving in terms of like figuring out like what the best comps are, then that's that's not... that's not like always like yeah. easily solved like three that's, days into a patch. Yeah, that's never hard to do, but that's yeah. that's like a third of the battle because yeah. the hard part's always how do you get to that comp, and that's yeah, where, yeah, that's like small optimizations. Yeah, yeah, that's what the decision making always has been, right? Mm. That stuff will keep. How, how do you get to comp? Yeah, that the stuff will Sorry. keep getting discovered like on an, like every single patch, like like. There'll be small stuff that will be there from like the first patch that won't be discovered till like I don't even know like seven patches in or even like the last patch. Yeah, absolutely. Like, for example, like Kazix, like in set um five, like no one knew how broken that unit was if you reroll. Yeah, it took like, so items. long. To yeah, and it was in the same state the entire set, but no one knew you could reroll mm -hmm. and put those items, and then you'd be so broken. Yeah. Razi, you were basically one tricking, you know, Samira right basically every game for like a whole week or you were playing like mostly... it, was, it was only like one day it was like one day yeah yeah could you I'd, I'd love to sort of hear your thoughts on like playing the same comp every game in a set where the augments like change all the time like did you find it like way harder to basically play the same comp every single game for like a full day um honestly not not as hard as it was in set four i think actually like um oh I don't think I don't think not as hard is the correct word, but more, more like, um, it's more optimal to force this set than it was in set four because you was, you could skip like, you would have to skip like premium chosens to um, for like other comps to like force your one comp in in set four, like this set you could just take like um, generic augments and still force the same comp, so I think it's like more, forcible this set. Unless you get three trait augment sets. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, then you, then you, then you think whether you're flexible or not. Like, then you're fucking the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's when, when you get to getting what dog. Yeah. When you get when you get three trait orgs at one four, you just lean back, look up into the sky, and cry a little. Every especially time. when it's especially when it's just like the fucking useless ones. Yeah, the, like, like when it's like not socialite and like not no, mercenary. I mean, socialite is so yeah, useless yeah. as well. Like socialite one is like you, yeah most, yeah it's like the most you, useless. You, you see there game. and you scout the boards that haven't taken it, hoping they'll take it so you know where it is. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. not only like even if it's in a good spot, like twenty percent damage is, is nothing. Yeah, like the twenty percent is not that bad. As in in, in so terms bad. of like you know in terms of trait ones, it's one of the better mm -hmm. ones I think. Yeah, I guess because you can. There's one of the more like, flexible. Yeah, yeah, you can use it straight away. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to dis I'd like to sort of bring up something that I think I've found when it comes to like the t the traits and things like that has anybody else found like maybe they see their trait options in the shop and they don't have anything of it like available but they do in their shop afterwards i've been offered mercenary a couple of oh. times with no mercenaries on the board right. on, on like my board or on my bench and i like right. i take for example i don't take mercenary i take something else but there's a quinn in my shop that kind of thing is anybody like no, it's like, am I going crazy? I feel like that's something that's like happening at the moment. It's, I mean, that's just something that can happen due to chance, and you just notice yeah. it more often, probably. It's I guess, like, it must just be a chance thing because I, I, 
it's so weird like i don't know if like if it's a, if that's actually a thing or not it's probably not but i feel like i have noticed that a little bit happening to me a few times overall mm-hmm. um anyway keep an eye on that one just in case it is a real thing yeah maybe, i'll uh, i'll tweet more dog see what see what i can find <laughs> to four, to four hats on <laughs> yeah exactly all right um i think we're pretty much finished right. for uh, questions good. and things like that so guys what we're, we're at the end of our podcast now uh we've gone a pretty long time i just want to uh, first of all say a big thank you to everyone in chat for sticking around it's been great to have you guys here thank you so much for interacting for chatting for, for coming in and, and seeing us and uh secondly of course to our fantastic guests you guys have both been terrific i just want to give you guys now a, a quick chance to sort of plug yourself talk about where we can find you uh and then uh we'll get we'll get the fuck out of here i think i'll start with raza raza just thank you once again for being here thanks for having me yeah yeah my pleasure so where where can the where can the listeners uh maybe you know this goes out on itunes and spotify and then podcast apps as well so they won't be able to see the vod so just tell everyone who where, can, where they can find you oh uh, you guys can find me at um twitch uh and my name is raza 168 just r-a-z-z-a 168 brilliant angora yeah thank you for being here for you as well uh do you want to tell everyone where they where they can find you you know twitch twitter anything like that yeah uh well i started streaming like a little bit more often so i i think i like i like met the requirements for affiliate but i still need like i I need like like do the stuff that you have to do to actually like finish or whatever um Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll be i'll probably be streaming a little bit more is that angora tft awesome yeah great um yeah and uh finally of course my co-host soul thank you very much for being here with me every week i mean <laughs> pleasure it's as an always. absolute pleasure where can everybody find yeah. you uh yeah my twitch is soul underscore tft and my twitter handle is the exact same thing if you want to follow my twitter to find out when i go live but other than that yeah that's me and I know, I know you've got a new YouTube now. And Razor, I know that you're pretty active on the YouTube as oh, well. Oh yes. So <laughs> you guys want to quickly shout those out before we get out of here? Uh yeah, I'm just Razor. I think on YouTube, I don't remember, but I think it's just Razor. If you search Razor TFT, I'm sure you'll find me. Great. Sol, how about you? I'm uh yeah, I'm just Sol TFT, but like TFTs in caps. But my YouTube is a lot less like like professional compared to Raza's. I, don't know that one. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, my, my one is okay. So like, my one is literally just made as a place where I can like ramble if I want to. Like, if I just want to ramble about specific things, I'm just gonna dump things there to ramble. That's what I made this fucking podcast for. You don't need the fucking yeah. YouTube. Jesus. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Fine. All right, guys, we're gonna get but the yeah. hell out of here. I just want to thank our guests one last time. And um, thank, you for thank you so much for coming on, guys. It's yeah. been really great. Thanks for having us, guys. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And look, uh, you know, hopefully when it comes down to the end of set six and we're looking at tournaments and looking at the big championship events, we'll uh, we'll come back to you guys and, and get you on again to discuss them. So thank you very much, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Cheers, guys. Cheers.